0: Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare on Screen, a podcast where I, I James Kelly, meet up with friends and special guests to talk about Shakespeare movies. But this is no ordinary episode. It is the episode I've been promising to do for quite some time. But my guests refused to only come on to just talk about Romeo plus Juliet. So we had to balance it out and bring on the classic Franco Zeffirelli's 1968 Romeo and Juliet. So we're doing both. We're doing Baz Luhrmann's Romeo plus Juliet, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, and the Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, starring Olivia Hussey and uh,
1: Leonard Whiting. Leonard Whiting. And if there's time at the
2: end, the
0: 2013 version. Oh God. Oh no. I <laughs> okay. Well, actually, just short review right now. It's terrible. Yes, it's, yeah, terrible. Just, just it's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible.
1: Do not watch it. It starts with the jousting scene, which is all you need to know about that movie.
0: That movie, like they, they don't quote pretty much any Shakespeare, yet they try to go for this type of iambic pentameter dialogue.
1: Here's, here's which is the thing. So bizarre. Here's, here's the thing. They do quote it sometimes. Yes. They bring it. In- only the most famous lines.
2: On that note, however, I was uh, I was rewatching the Zeffirelli version just today because I haven't seen it in a while. He does the uh-huh. same thing, just to a far less egregious degree. He yes. makes up lines and throws them in there, and you wouldn't notice if you don't know the play all that well. Yeah. Um, so I mean, sure. it's not well, like I'm... Julian Fellowes invented the technique.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always I become more and less and less of what I've said on this podcast before is there's two. T- camps when it comes to adapting shakespeare Mm -hmm. you can be the kenneth Brana uh the text is sacred how dare you mangle any of the text so i'm going to give you a four-hour hamlet and and shut up if you think it's long or you you can be laurence olivier and say i'm going to completely do whatever i want i'm my first goal is to make a good movie so i'm Mm -hmm. going to put to be or not to be in a wholly different context i'm going to split up the wooing of 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 um and richard III into two scenes i can do whatever i want i want to make a good movie mm-hmm. and i always say last time i mentioned this was that because he was laurence olivier and no one had done it before no one complained oh yeah absolutely. and only now do, do do like the do the purists come out of the woodwork and say hey wait a minute olivier what were you doing
1: oh hey by way of introduction because i have not been on this podcast before i'm vicky hi
0: <laughs> and
2: i'm alex i also haven't
0: been on this podcast <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much vicky and alex uh, i've been so looking forward to talking to you guys and i, I knew that we, we we i gotta talk romeo and juliet because it's mm-hmm. shakespeare's most popular play and these two movies are his most successful at the box office yeah and these are just great discussion points um but my first question that i always ask my guests before we get too deep into the movies themselves is What's your relationship with Shakespeare?
1: So uh, for me, my relationship with Shakespeare, I was just, y- y- you know, it's Shakespeare is one of those things that you learn about in school, right? It, it, it's just one of those things where you read it to read it, but it, on reading it in high school, I felt like I was the only one who was really like, connecting to the text and really just kind of going through line by line just being like oh this is what this is what actually is going on oh man these these people in these plays are so complicated and so awesome and then i was in a production of the scottish play senior year of high school and that is that remains one of my favorite favorite shakespeare plays and then it's just going on to like okay what what is what has made these plays endure for the last 400 years and every adaptation I turn to has a different answer for me and so every time I read the text or every time I join a discussion there's a different answer and I love uncovering clues like that so it's just kind of like digging up ideas and just rereading through the period of life that that I'm in so that's just kind of my relationship to the text.
0: Right answer. Alex? Uh,
2: oddly enough, my introduction to when I really got into Shakespeare was also through these acting in the Scottish play.
0: Oh, uh, cool. I was in,
2: I was oh, in grade wow. seven. It was uh, one of those very heavily adapted for <laughs> elementary school. It was the original text. It wasn't like a modernized child version of the text. It was the original text just heavily chopped up. So uh-huh. I was King Duncan. I had three lines and then I went off and got killed. <laughs> but <laughs> it, was, it was both my introduction to acting and my true introduction to Shakespeare. You know, I'd heard, I knew of Romeo and Juliet before, I and mean, probably, right. I think I've seen uh, Pfeiffer's Midsummer Night's Dream, um, but, but acting in it was my first. And then the following year, I had a grade eight teacher who taught Hamlet, which in retrospect is, is really ballsy <laughs> to do, again, a slightly adapted version yeah. of Hamlet with a bunch of grade eights. Um, wow. Not something I would do as a teacher. But I loved that that became my favorite play, and it probably still is my favorite play. Uh, and so I went through high school, and I I actually really liked Shakespeare, but it was very standard as far as, you know, you read the play, you try and understand it, talk about characters, themes, plot, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't until uh, first university I actually I met very briefly and then stopped and then attended a lecture by uh, Stephen Greenblatt, who is one of the most probably currently living, one of the most preeminent Shakespeare scholars, and what was amazing about that lecture was it was the first time I he, he took the text, and his lecture, um, it's actually in one of his books now, uh, it's uh, all about uh, beauty marks in Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So he he just, uh, it was the first time I had heard someone take like a thing like beauty marks and apply it throughout all of Shakespeare's works, I was like, here's every time in Shakespeare that beauty marks appears, and just the way he connected a bunch of the plays. Uh, it really made it, it made Shakespeare's world a lot bigger than just each play in isolation. Ah, and so that's, that's that really great. started, uh, yeah, started a huge love affair with Shakespeare that continues to this day.
0: Fantastic. That's,
2: really neat.
0: that's great. And we all met uh, via our remote rep- repertory Shakespeare group that we're a part of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we've had fun going through these characters and these two have been phenomenal performances in it, and uh, I overact and make a fool of myself each time.
2: <laughs> that's not true most of the time. That's,
1: that's not true. <laughs> you play a magnificent villain.
0: Thank you. you. Just... Um, so let's just dive into it. So, um, and actually, because I, I love doing this, I always kind of be, when, when I bring people on, if we're when when we normally are doing one. One production or film, we I, I try to avoid comparison game, but we can do nothing but comparison game this time around.
1: Oh no, I, I think this is explicitly a comparison, uh, a comparison podcast between the yes. two movies.
2: Um, and, and I think the reason for that um, is because there's always so much you could say about this effort, Elian. It is it is great <laughs> and in so many ways. I can nitpick a bunch of things and probably oh, sure. will, but but. I don't think a Zeffirelli Romeo Julia podcast would be all that interesting. It's like, it's great. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, well, like, well, like the literally... I'd like to say about, what, what, why I like it, but I actually, I, I agree yeah, with I... you because, and we're going to, it's been the bane of this, this podcast, and the <laughs> podcast. but, but why is the Lerman movie so bad? Like, and looking at the Zeffirelli movie is a perfect example of, of why, like, Oh, that's yeah. why. Yeah. So, exactly.
1: I,
2: I was actually so, so, I was thinking about that exact question. I can give you my my hot take that I came up with. So okay. uh, so or so fun ahead. fact.
1: So so fun fact. I have not read *Romeo and Juliet*, nor have I oh. studied it in school mm-hmm. before doing so for the Discord. <laughs> I, I I I did not study it in school. I didn't read it. I didn't watch any kind of adaptation.
2: Did <laughs> you ever see <saw> the <laughs> *Hey Arnold* episode?
1: <laughs> I did see the <laughs> *Hey Arnold*. <episode. laughs> Sure. I saw, that was like,
2: my introduction to
1: Romeo I mean, Juliet. I know I, I saw the Hey <laughs> episode and I saw the Proud Family episode. That's oh, yeah. that that those are the episodes oh, no. that I saw. Uh, but then of course, like without actually reading the text or seeing any straightforward adaptations, that's basically what you, what you know about Romeo and Juliet, right? You yeah. you you know that there's a scene in the crypt where he drinks poison and she stabs herself. Like basically that's what you know. And mm-hmm. I think and I think the thing with r plus j um as as we'll shorten it to i guess um is that movie was kind of predicated on just the joke of oh look at these kids they they killed themselves right and i and i think that's i I think that's how a lot of people still see it as a joke kind of play like all these stupid kids but they're killing themselves and all on all their things like that so i don't know that that's 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 kind of my my thinking but alex you were actually going on with the
2: point (laughs) so for me i will i will come out and say i do not despise romeo plus juliet i think that there's a lot of things that work first of all it gave the world love fool and that's just an objective positive into the world um but in, in all seriousness i think that for me there are a few points in that movie where it is really working with the text and then there are probably way too many points where it's working against the text. Yeah. So perfect example: Romeo doing his uh, Leonardo DiCaprio doing his Titanic audition with uh, "I am Fortune's fool," which <gasps> you know, later translate to "I'm the king of the world." And just take those two <laughs> clips and put them side by side. It's great. Um, <laughs> but that that works against the text. That's just that's just style. Uh, same with what's it? Abram yelling, "Do you bite your thumb at us, sir?" Like, that is just useless noise.
1: All right. So, no, no, no go, go ahead.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna say, but there are there are definitely a few moments, which we can get into if, yeah. as we go deeper into the movie, that mm-hmm. I think he actually looked at the play and said, hey, here's something interesting I could do. Just one example, I think that using the, um, the prologue as a newscaster, and as a, or as, as a news program, essentially using a news program as a framing device, I think that's brilliant. I think that yeah. is it's probably the best idea in the movie. It's the opening. I, but...
1: I agree. So uh, I think so, so I there, think
0: there, there's one idea I genuinely like that that we'll get into, but actually that's a perfect thing I wanted to start things off of just mm-hmm. to be on the mean side of a comparison game and look, I don't worship at the altar any actor you, you or or any any person. You can still be be terrible in this one thing. That being said, Zeffirelli's movie begins with Sir Lawrence Olivier, who, who literally just walked on the set of the movie and said, got anything? Got anything? Like, and he's like, uh... And Zeffirelli's like, uh, sorry, we kind of cast it all. Would you like to be the the, the prologue? Yes! And so we have yeah. Sir Lawrence Olivier, yeah. the great greatest Shakespearean actor of the 20th century, giving the beautiful prologue that we adore that everyone knows, even like people that don't know Shakespeare know the prologue.
1: Yeah.
0: The broad strokes at least. And yeah. then compare that to Zeffirelli's, which I don't mind the this warm narration by, by Solor and Solivier that's this beautiful poetry that, and this nice warm shots that get you in, focused on Let's get into the mood of poetry and let's get into watching this tragedy and and it's gonna be this comforting, but it's gonna also break our hearts. Compare that to then Baz Lorman and whoo boy. I'm just immediately I I I think I think I'm gonna get
1: into this, but I think the prologue of Lorman's R plus J sets it up it sets up the exact same mood, well, not the exact same mood, but it sets up the mood in the exact same way, right. except while, while a Lawrence Laurence Olivier's prologue sets you up for the poetry, Lorman's, yeah, Lorman's sets you up for the tragedy and the violence, right? right
2: not that that is, it's I, the, it's the common, it's how common or how mundane it is. Like you turn on the news any day and right, you know, right now you're in the States, you turn the news, there's protests going on. This is, like don't get me wrong, I love Olivier. It's great, but it's and it's great that we have that. You know, it's it's this little mm-hmm. gem that now forever exists in the world. But it doesn't make any statement beyond what the text is, and I'm, that's well, on the one hand. I'm perfectly see, fine see, with that. Lerman at least is making a statement there.
1: Well, well, see, here's the thing: the thesis, the thesis statements of these two movies are different. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's what the prologue of each. That's what that's what each different prologue is setting it up for. The thesis statement of Zeffirelli's is tragedy in love. Mm-hmm. Lormans is violence will tear everything apart. And
0: okay, I can see that. Well, well, okay, but I I, I wanted to say that because the opening it for for Zeffirelli's uh, for Lormans is right after we get that that like I don't mind the, the newscaster prologue thing, but then you get. Basically a trailer for the movie. I agree. <laughs> that is yes, awful. It's loud, like, obnoxious, I got, I got quick so, cut, and and like and God. like all the titles of all these people in these kind of like mob version names of them like something Capulet, something yeah. Capulet, yeah. Right, all right. best friend, and there just,
1: all, Okay, there are a lot of stylistic choices that I liked in Lormans. I have to say the stylistic choices I didn't mind so much. They okay. they. they I mean, they knew what they were going for, and they went for it. The thing where Lorman's falls apart for me, and it, and I guess it depends on all all in how you read the show, but, like, the thing where Lorman's falls apart for me, the chemistry is not there. It's a bunch of guys saying lines.
2: I mean, if, we're,
1: uh, if we're making comparisons. Yeah, if, if, we're, if we're making comparisons, like, Zeffirelli's. They're speaking, though. They're speaking. Like, they're and actually. And not good.
2: only that, but the opening scene. And again, what I noticed most while rewatching this today is Zeffirelli really makes use of crowds. Like, if someone was like, you could oh, be an extra God. in any movie, one of my first choices would be uh, <laughs> Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, because that looks like fun. They
1: have so that, much that whole to do. Scene, yeah. Yeah. With the
2: exception of, uh, I love just the background players in that, with the one exception, and we'll probably get to that later, but Mercutio's Mercutio's death. You did not need the guy's like, oh, he's drunk, yeah, he's drunk. It's like, oh, that is not necessary.
0: Okay. Well, I, 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 <laughs> but, yeah.
1: think that's, I think that's just a reading of the text. It could I be it. a... You know?
2: I, I think that was more of a distraction, but in general, I, yeah, I, I, I see I That opening scene, I love just the the ambiance and the crowds and yes. the way he sets up compared to Lerman, I which was.
1: I, I agree. I have to agree. But okay, but the I, one thing the one thing that endeared me to that opening scene in Lormans is that included one of my very favorite lines is um is a law on our side if we say I no then I do not bite my thumb at you yeah I, I i do appreciate that they included that that line because that 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 is oh but of...
0: the way they do it is just like and it's said by people who can't really read shakespeare and it's so blatant. Oh, no yeah. uh, that, that,
1: that, that, that's why i said it wasn't that that's why my think list does not extend to the actors it just extends yes. to that one line
0: okay and vicky i'm i'm glad you like the style and I I mean, I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, it's still a 70% audience score, so I'm in the minority. But but... I
1: I, I, I mean, I mean, there's going to be some differences, but I think ultimately we're simpatico in that (laughs) Zephyr, and that Zephyr Ellis wins out. And I've, and there's very specific reasons that I have why style can only go so far.
0: So, but, but but I want to talk about this because the style right there, like it's perplexing to me and. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like, Baz Luhrmann, like, from, from the movies that, that I've seen him, like, the only time, like, where the style seemed to work for me was Great Gatsby.
1: Mm-hmm. Moulin
2: Rouge works, and I'll defend that movie.
1: I, 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 <laughs> could, I could not. I could not sit there in uh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, I could, that's
2: for another day. Yeah,
1: yes. that's for another um, day, right. Great Gatsby so, did work, yeah. yeah. But, so, but, but I think... But I think but, go ahead.
0: But when th- this movie opens, and, like, I'm looking at, at like, all these, like, these titles and like the like duh, 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 capulate where they're trying to make them both. I'm not sure it's like, it's either they're mob people or they're business tycoons. It's something between the two. or All of the above oh? actually. And, and yes. The and, and then, what's but, the difference? Yeah, honestly. And okay. I don't mind actually like in the gang sense, mm-hmm. but I mean, one, th- there was a better version of this gang interpretation. It was called West side story. <laughs>
1: That, yeah. I mean, I mean, also,
2: Richard III did it better as well. I can't remember who directed it.
0: Yeah. But
2: and Macallan, Richard III was
0: Ah, uh, yes. Well, well, no. I'm I'm not, not averse to modernizing Shakespeare, like, through seeing some some other pro- adaptations. I don't mind modernizing Shakespeare. This is just like the egregious example of of Lerman's th- movie to me is the egregious of why modernizing Shakespeare can really backfire. In, in certain ways States. it is. I I And, agree. and so yeah. but 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 the opening scene, and in, in what I do love about Zeffirelli's is it opens up and it's just this slow, intentional escalation where these people just are, are 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 being petty and and slowly this like comedic insults becomes violent. And as we're gonna talk later on, the death of of Mercutio is phenomenally directed, because it's when the violence suddenly goes from fun and kind of, like, innocuous to suddenly serious.
2: That's yeah. why I don't like the background players, but yes, I agree.
0: Uh, oh, oh, sure, but... But, yeah, but yeah. then, okay, so, I'm looking at the at, at Lerman's movie, and I'm I'm seeing myself, like, it, it feels like Lerman watched Reservoir Dogs and said, I want to do that for Shakespeare. I, I,
1: I have to Reservoir agree. Reservoir Dogs... So
0: with with shakespeare and then I, i'm like okay romeo and juliet is the one you want to do that too? so he so here's
1: my thesis statement as to why as to why lorman's does not work here okay. and, and here it is lorman's disregarded relationships which are the core Idea of the show, the relationship between Romeo and Juliet, the, ra- the relationship between Romeo and his friends, Juliet and the nurse, Juliet and her family. He disregarded all of that for stylized, glorified violence by making the violence look so cool and like so stylized. He, the, the thesis statement of the movie is is essentially violence period like yeah. that's it and I think like like I said there's a lot of stylistic choices that I liked and I would have liked to see those stylistic choices implanted on a better movie. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is called Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's here, because and, I mean, and this goes to your point. I'm not going to harp on yeah. that movie for something, but why? Because basically, he did that. It was yeah. four years later. He took that same style and made a new movie with it. Right. Um, right. A bigger budget. But why Moulin Rouge works where Romare plus Juliet fails is because mm-hmm. in Moulin Rouge, it is very clearly set up from the point of view of Christian. Uh-huh. Every melodramatic act active that's happening every magic realistic element is because this is very much the story it's like if we were in romeo's perspective because right. that's who christian is you can't do that with shakespeare because he doesn't give you the opportunity in great gatsby he kind of does the same thing because it's nick's perspective right you can't do that with romeo and juliet so right. yeah that's why and the style I- completely corrupts any character and
1: exactly i and, mean and and, and and again and again well so one more thing i have one more thing that just came to my to my, my head as i was watching r plus j boss did something with juliet that i will never forgive him for
0: okay
2: claire Danes.
1: no 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 no. claire dance i think if she had given the opportunity she would have been just fine like there was a couple of line readings i thought she was fine like not not as great as olivia Hussey, but fine um <laughs>
0: Standing with praise.
1: When he made Juliet complicit in and instigator of violence, right, by pulling the gun on Friar Lawrence.
0: Oh yeah.
1: You know, it it just kind of like that that showed to me the intensity with which he did not get her character or the play in general. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, and 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 of course, the, the other grievous sin, he cut her relationship with the nurse.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: the entirety, of Miriam Margoyles is wasted in that movie.
0: Oh, uh,
2: well, I do not I like the nurse. Are. I don't like the nurse either version, to be honest, but uh, especially in Letterman's.
1: Yeah, but just, just kind of like I, I I think I think the degree to which lorman perpetuated and kind of instigated the violence is just not not forgivable with what i, I think essentially the play is how i read the play you know uh, so that's that's my piece
0: okay that's great no 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 and we're all like basically on the same page but we all have different reasons for why it, it really yeah
1: exactly off.
0: <laughs> or, or why, or, or why, w- w- when we look at Zapparelli, is like this is the right way to do it, and Lerman, wrong way to do it. Right. Okay. I will get on my one little tangent of of genuine praise. Yes. Is and y- y- we, you said earlier for when we were getting into um the uh, of that there's two actors in Lerman's Romeo plus Juliet that know what movie they're in. I'll say maybe a little bit a third uh, and uh, I'm gonna try to find her name, but the but oh my goodness gracious, and like unironically, this is a great performance. Mm-hmm. It's a total cartoon performance, but it's a magnificent cartoon performance of John Leguizamo as yes. Tibble just yes delights yeah. me of yeah, like the absolutely. casting the way he's shot like he we- he wears nothing but black and he- he's wearing cowboy boots he is a total western villain yes. a total irredeemable like psychotic like and like they-, they-, they constantly like in his title card prince of cats yes
1: <laughs> and, just and like... there's cats decorating everything that he's wearing <laughs> yes. and it's so good
0: i do i do love
2: that i yeah he probably i like rincutio as well but he might yeah be the best thing of that movie
1: agreed
0: so it's just and what i was gonna say earlier the the the, the only genuinely interesting interpretation idea and i got the name now uh mm-hmm. is that um the other performance that's kind of good is diane venora as oh, gloria capulet
1: as, oh, as Juliet's yeah. mother, yeah. I, yeah. I, I also,
2: what's with it. the? I saw that on IMDb. I never looked up the IMDb for this movie until today. What's with giving them names? Um, uh, and I, I forgot that, that was was in the movie as well. I mean,
1: ju- just just modernizing. You know, yeah. uh, uh, I I think. Um, but 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 also, what kind of struck me is the remarkable similarities between the way that some she, the, the way that some scenes were shot as well. Mm. Um, like, and and it was it was. Uh, you mentioning Lady Capulet that kind of brought this to mind. Uh Um, There there are are a couple of things. One, just the vain primping session as Lady Capulet begins to talk to Juliet about Paris. uh, That's, you know, taken up to 11 in the Zeffirelli version. But also uh, going back on to Mercutio. and, And I think... Uh, let's see. Let me look up his the, the the man who played him in Zeffirelli's version because I thought he was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's there see. were a few
2: oh. choices I wasn't a fan of, but yeah, he was, he was great <laughs> as Mercutio. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. His...
0: Um, but while you're looking, uh, the, the one choice that, that I I will genuinely it's a it's an interesting interpretation is that Tybalt is is Lady Capulet's lover. That's mm-hmm. like. It's like oh, yeah. it's like, oh yeah. It's like, it's like a very subtle thing. It's like for for Lerman, that's actually astonishing. It's a it's a subtle directing choice. Yeah. And, and, but just like her her reaction and her anger at at Tybalt's death and why she wants Romeo dead actually makes more sense. It was like oh, and like later that's... on her reading and like giving a not so subtle hint that like yeah, like she like Juliet cared for Cat, Tybalt as did I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and 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 of course there's that uh, earlier hint of marital strife between Lord and Lady Capulet, of course.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, oh, so let me see. John McEnery. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. John uh-huh. Mc- McEnery as Mercutio. Um. So there, so there are a couple things, and I kind of want to get into the character of Mercutio because in right. the reading, the in the readings that I've done, he his character is, is kind of the most confusing to me. Um. <laughs> He's He's mercurial, thank you. <laughs> there's there's so,
2: deep you. Shakespeare. So, yeah. I went to school for that. What,
0: what about <laughs> the man who created characters named Shallow and <laughs> Scott? Would be, be, be blunt?
1: Uh, also, Ben Bolio oh, and <laughs> <The> <laughs> Malvolio,
0: yeah.
1: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, in, um, in Lormans, I thought the guy who played Van Bolio was... I, I, I had kind of a soft spot for him. He, he, he seemed very sweet. Both Benvolio's, both versions seemed very sweet. Um, it, but, but of course, uh, Lormans is, is sweet in the kind of big lug way. But yeah. anyway, on to, uh, on, to, on to Mercutio. So the Queen Mab speech. I wanted to get y'all's opinions on the different readings of the Queen Mab speeches that these Mercutios have done.
0: Okay, so what what you said earlier off camera, which I do pretty much agree, is um, Harold Perrineau's um, performance as Mercutio, he he in Lerman's Romeo is 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 right there with with Leguizamo's Tybalt as one of the few redeeming things. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he's not in it for the whole movie. And Uh,
1: when they when uh, when Leguizamo and Perrineau die, the movie dies with them.
0: (laughs) And so, yes and so the like Parano, I like, get and this is actually a legitimate inter- interesting idea for for interpretations is that Parano's Mercutio is kind of more of this genuine like fun-loving guy that just is like down to just have a good time and is just just kind of like encouraging Romeo to just party just just party mm-hmm. and, and the Queen Mab speech in and Lerman being Lerman is like, it's acid. It's it is. It's like a
2: drug acid. trip, which actually works yeah. really well. Yeah,
1: um, I, I agree. I, I would I, give the point to
2: Lerman as for the Queen Mab speeches. You know. I don't like as what happened to it's,
1: it's not yeah. a bad reading of, of, of a visit from Queen Mab as a visit from the yeah. fairy gods yeah. and having a mm-hmm. trip.
2: You know. Yeah. So if we look at those, so you take the Queen Mab in the, you know, the original text and my view for the longest time, of Queen Map is it's it's partly a throwaway speech. Yeah. Uh, you have this party scene to set up. People have to get in place, so you have the three other actors, Benvolio, Romeo, and Mercutio, front. Uh, you know, you have them downstage filling time while they set up for the party. So that's part of the why the Queen Map speech is there. Also, mm-hmm. you look at also Romeo's pre apothecary speech in Act Five. The audience really ate up those fantastical imagery, and lyricism, and poetry. That's. Mm-hmm also partially why it's there it serves no function in the plot it serves no function for mercutio as a character it's oh. kind of like uh jackie's and all the world's a stage it has <laughs> nothing to do with the character it's okay. just a speech that is given to this character so lerman actually said how do we tie it into mercutio drug trip perfect mm-hmm. zeffirelli is like let's have mercutio have an emotional breakdown halfway through it and then well, you know well, what <laughs>
0: I feel that that, though, like, helps to establish what their interpretation of Mercutio is, Mm -hmm. is that Mercutio even more than, like, this is kind of like one of the bolder interpretation choices, is more than Tybalt, Mercutio is the hothead in in Zeffirelli's movie in that he basically instigates the fight and drags it on when when Tybalt kind of wants it to end later Mm -hmm. on. And the Queen Mab kind of establishes that he, he can really just get himself up in a frenzy
2: mm-hmm. and just
0: get so, so passionate. That's fair. Yeah. And, and I think if, if there isn't a purpose to the Queen, Queen Mab speech, it's it's that because Mercutio has just spent so many lines describing how kind of weird and kind of irrelevant dreams are, it, it makes the... Romeo's dream, which he alluded to, suddenly is much more powerful because it's much more grave, but it's easier also to dismiss. But it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I dreamed of my death.
1: Yeah.
0: And well,
1: what was also a, interesting, uh, I, f- I found about the Queen Mab speeches, is they start, I mean, they start lighthearted, right? And then they slowly, slowly descend into madness and graveness. And yeah. actually... Zeffirelli's and Lorman's Mercutio's react the exact same way after their speeches, after saying, this is she, they kind of stop wherever they are. They run off from the group. They kind of stop. Mm-hmm. They're lost in their heads. It's always Romeo who approaches them, touches their shoulder and Mercutio always in both versions reacts violently to being touched. <laughs> yeah, and and, and yeah, I noticed this in, in both versions
2: Although um, in Zeffirelli's, it just becomes it goes from that to violent to more tender, and then maybe like, almost kiss. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm.
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, of course. But you know, it's it's always that initial first reaction. Um. And and I think what it what it does very nicely it, it sets up Mercutio as a not well man. Yes. <laughs> he is not well in both versions. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Ze- Ze- sure. Zeffirelli suffering mental problems and Mercutio implied. Drug and addiction problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I do um, like that they brought that out of the character because I don't think you get yeah. that just by reading the play. And again, I mean, you can, you can definitely read into. I do like your interpretation of green map You know, you can read it as a parallel to the play. It starts very lighthearted and it gets very serious at the end. Right. Sure, but I, I you know, I can't say that's <laughs> the intent behind it. I'll stick with right. the theory Up. No, it's just there for being there. <laughs> well so i do like that i do like that both directors actually used it to their advantage because it is yeah. a great speech you know it, uh, it, it
1: it really is and it's it's endured for a reason i mean not just being part of Romeo and Juliet, but it's endured as a famous speech for a reason and it's right. beautiful
0: yeah the well sometimes you got to do that i mean i understand completely and uh when when i was discussing curzell's macbeth i did ask uh, the guests did did that movie make the fatal flaw or 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 fatal mistake in not having double bubble toil and trouble cauldron boil cauldron bubble? It's not in a Macbeth movie. Mm-hmm. Like what? How could you? But but you gotta. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they didn't, but and mm. I forgave it for that movie. You got to make choices, and um.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I think that's a a little bit of a segue into. Let's start talking about the lovers and the main performances. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, ahead, let me say first say off the bat that in in all sincerity, Re- Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite working actors. Okay. Um, and I adore so many movies he's done with Martin Scorsese and with Quentin Tarantino. Um, like Wolf of Wall Street, that's something that everyone should look at for how to act of just him high on quaaludes, crawling to his his car and at the end is like, Oh crap, I didn't drive well at all. Yeah. It and is, the
2: funny thing about DiCaprio, like if you're gonna if you're about to, you know, crap on his performance here, is you can't even make the argument that it took him a while to get good because Gilbert Grape was pre Roman Juliet and he is fantastic <laughs> was, in yeah, that, although it hasn't exactly.
0: age that well. He's also pretty good in Titanic. So Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's it's what I said uh, about Keanu Reeves in Much Ado About Nothing. Just sometimes like an actor is is just not good for Shakespeare. And they, maybe if he came back now and he had the right dialect coach and performance director, maybe I, I I'd be curious.
2: Yeah, I, mean, let's I, face face it. I don't, all I right. don't hate, I don't hate him, I at all as Romeo. I mean, <laughs> put him beside Whitting, and that's a very unfair. It, you know, it's it's, it's an unfair it. match.
1: Um, uh, so I'll, but. I'll tell you what, DiCaprio lost me from an acting perspective very early in the movie. Um, it's, it's in the Queen Map speech where it, it's, it's just one of those acting things that if you know it, 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 it kind of hits at your brain, and, and it's one of those Shakespeare things where it's like. Oh, you know he's just reciting lines and he's not actually acting
0: anything. Yeah.
1: <sighs> it, 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 it it's the whole thing of him talking to Mercutio and he goes, "Well, I dreamt a dream tonight." And Mercutio goes, "And so did I." And and Leonardo immediately goes, "And what was yours?" Not like not No,
2: that's that's how the text that's how the text is written. Um, oh, oh, sh- oh sure.
1: Ahead.
2: I mean, I can go into all like you are supposed to those lines are supposed to be jumped on to each other. And if you look at the the meter and all that in the text, they're you're supposed to overlap those lines.
0: Yeah. I do, I, I do understand so, what you're saying, and I, I'm, I'm more with Vicky on this, just because it's, it, there's something inherently about it, uh, where it's just that he's, that it, it, it is, it, like, he, he's not really.
1: So See, so here's the thing, it, well, it, it can work yeah. with the meter and with the jumping, it's just the way he said it, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's a difference between, like, um, and so did I, and what was yours, versus, and what was yours? <laughs>
0: yeah and and also just like it there's like maybe one or two lines that 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 he says that i'm like okay that was actually decent Mm -hmm. and okay i will admit uh this was like dicaprio he still is a handsome man but this is like at his most utterly gorgeous pretty boy and the way that he's debuts is the most like oh i get why he was cast yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yes it's literally like he's in the sunlight and he's reading he's like writing poetry and it's just like oh i get it he's the sexy yeah. poet like yeah like i oh is this why teen girls love this movie yeah. yeah well, but like. and then
2: when he is doing that, so I actually I like him in that opening scene. I don't like all the the edits that they, that the movie does, but I okay. do like him in that opening scene when he is doing just that kind of stand there and look pretty. Yeah, he really works yeah. when he opens his mouth. Maybe. No, no, I, I like, um, oh, again. close it, close it.
1: Close
2: it. <laughs>
0: and then, uh, and then, okay, the 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 other thing that I, I heard one podcast make the note of. And this is just an interesting directing choice of just that that DiCaprio was getting preparing for Titanic because he's wet in almost every scene in the movie, like literally wet.
2: Yeah. It's the middle of summer, you know, it's I, hot. I get it.
1: I, I don't understand all the water in the movie. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, oh, are you just are you doing it just to do it?
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the but, pool scene gets to me. I
1: Yeah.
0: But but. Part of my problem, and like genuinely, is that unfortunately, to me, it it, like, and it's also because of his his performance, the way he reads the lines, and in the performance, is Romeo comes off as a as a brat. Mm -hmm. He's just like this. He's like Mm -hmm. he's saying poetry, but it just like sounds bratty to me the entire time, and kind of snooty. And I don't think that's what at all was intended, but that's what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. I think it
2: was intended. I mean, I obviously don't know for sure, but I think Lerman definitely played up that aspect.
1: And, you know, as an interpretation, I'm not mad of it. I'm not mad at it as long as it ends when the romance starts. (laughs) If it continues after the romance, you've got an issue here.
2: Yeah. I think that is the biggest problem with the Lerman, we can compare this to the Zeffirelli, is and you mentioned this earlier, there's no chemistry between uh, DiCaprio and and, oh, and no. I don't. I, I really don't. I'll just go on the record. Today. I really do not like Claire Danes in this movie. I like her in other things. Yeah. My first exposure to, uh, our pleasure was well before I saw the thing I turned on, It was on TV. I just happened to turn it on and it was the balcony, AKA pool scene. And I'm just <laughs> listening to, to Claire it was like, Oh, I cannot, I cannot watch this. Yeah. Cause that's her, and that is her lowest point in the, in the movie. She has a few good moments. That mm-hmm. is not. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I, I agree with you. Um, but I, I want to do just to praise Zeffirelli's and 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 Whitting. Oh, yeah. just like what you know and I'll say this actually Romeo even though even though Juliet and Romeo and Juliet is one of the most popular plays mm-hmm. it's really easy to to miss and I think kind of to be a, to be blunt that like when when i first read romeo and juliet i was very like just because of what i was at that time i was 14 uh i was just like cynical like romance love at first sight yeah and and so and so i i i thought like they were and my, my 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 teacher was also a little bit like kind of laughing at the play at times i'm just like saying i'm just just kind of like saying like, wow, they've only known each other for a day. And she worships Shakespeare, by the way. So she's allowed to do this, but he was like, they've only known each other for a couple hours and they're already planning to get married. So she was like of that mindset as we were reading it. And so I kind of like took that hook, line and sinker, but the, she also made me fall in love with Shakespeare in general. So she's a wonderful teacher. Mm -hmm. And so she, so, w- Witting, though, and when I watched the, the Zeffirelli movie, it, it kind of melted my my cynical heart, and it was like, I was rooting for Romeo as, as it was going on, and, yeah. witting, like, and, and so what I mean by this is that Romeo is actually a tough character, because mm-hmm. not at the wrong hands, he can easily be what DiCaprio ends up becoming, of just, like, this kind of, like, romantic brat. Yeah. Kind of, like, this kind of idiot jerk, actually. Yeah. And and Whitting, it's just like he, it, it's the way he looks and the way he performs, the way he reads the lines. Mm-hmm. And not just reads the lines, but performs the lines. I, I'm like, I love you. I'm like, yeah. I'm totally rooting for you. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. They, they excise all mention of Rosaline, say, for one The yeah. scene with Fire right. So maybe that does... Support why Lerman's interpretation I... of the Balladish, but I, but I, I like this kind of like sincere, like he's just this really nice romantic guy, and so he's just when he first sees sees Juliet, I, and he's like s- starstruck, and and the playful flirtation, and this is where chemistry is vital. Of just right. that that Juliet is instantly like genuinely attracted, and in ways that like. I'll admit sometimes, like, Olivia Hussey's bug eyes and just, like, staring <laughs> is a little bit silly, but, like... She
1: she has the most beautiful eyes, I have to say. Um, yeah.
0: But, uh, but, but I,
2: on that point, though, just to continue with this, that scene, the way that Zeferelli, and again, amazing use of background players in the mm-hmm. party, yes. the way that he oh, drags oh, it out, that oh, has to yeah. be probably the longest adaptation of that party scene yes. ever, and, I and I think, it is and I fantastic. Think
1: that, <laughs> that is why that, though, that that love works versus uh Lorman's because it's literally just in in for instance they they lock eyes they're mm-hmm. they're looking for each other in the party right versus yeah. uh well no Zeferellis yeah did i say Zeferellis it's it's they're looking yeah. for each other in the party yeah. they're dragging it out Versus Lormans is like they see each other and just like oh then like two minutes later they're making out. Well,
0: well, well
1: there, there's there's no playfulness, uh, like there there's no
0: yeah. Th- Actually, there's, that's, th- a great, that, that's a great observation and maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And also okay, and then it, it's part of Claire Danes flat delivery and okay now I'll, that's
1: a, <laughs> mad at Claire Danes like, all over again. <laughs>
0: Claire, Claire Danes grew into a great actress and her performance in stage beauty alone is where she's reading shakespeare dialogue as she plays the first english shakespearean actress that's the whole point of the movie is Mm -hmm. restoration era when they started bringing actor actresses into plays and like she plays the first english actress claire Danes is great Mm -hmm. in that movie Mm -hmm. and she does a fine job when she's reading those shakespeare lines although it's also in in the universe she's at first bad but then she becomes good right. so claire Danes is a great actress she wasn't at the time that that, no. that...
2: I, I haven't seen anything i don't know what else she did in the era i only know more modern by yeah. which i mean like late 2000s early 2010s claire Danes yeah. stuff so i have nothing to compare it to like i do with leo but yeah knowing that whether she just wasn't a good actress at the time or horribly yeah. wrong for that part
1: or, or bad direction, maybe. Or
2: bad direction, also possible. Be-
0: because basically, when when you see Romeo and and Juliet give their their famous soliloquy of uh, a, a playful uh, of of like, may I kiss this hand? No, 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 hands are the, for the for, the, for-
1: the famous <laughs> sonnet, right?
0: Yes, and and the way that Hussy and Whitling... a Whitting, sorry, not Whitting,
1: Whitting. Whitting or
0: <laughs> uh how, how they play it off where where she, where where Hussie Hussie's Juliet does it perfectly where she's just like she's into it but at the same time she's like trying to
1: she's into it but she's, it, but but she's it shy. Yeah. She is
2: very coy about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: She, she, yeah just like woo me harder and like he's like ooh 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 and then eventually she she totally gets into <laughs> it. And I love the reading of oh you sinned you You gave me your sin, like, oh, well, I gladly take it take it back. Yeah. and that and that was, and that's so adorable, and that's so genuinely romantic and so yeah. sweet. And then to compare it to, basically just, Claire Danes it's it's kind of like they say to a couple words that i don't even realize what they're saying it's just they're in an elevator and she's like hi and then they just start making out
1: yeah it's pretty yeah much no that's that. That, that that's how it that's how it felt it's just it goes from talk to make out so fast and then more time is spent on them running away from her mother than on yeah. actually building a relationship um which again goes back to my point of Lorman disposed of relationships for violence.
2: Yeah, and if you, you know. accept that. That's <laughs> right. all you have to do. You just have to it's accept. it. D- d- it's okay. Roman it's Chile. okay.
1: <laughs> like, like, like shh. this is Roman. This is what the play's about. Shh, 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 shh. But no, it's not. It I is know. not. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, know.
0: You you have to care about like the violence. All, the violence and tragedy only works if you have if you care about the people. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to eventually the ending which i could uh, maybe that i'm mostly like forgiving of this movie until the ending uh, like lerman Lerman, uh, i'm I'm just like like, apathetic of like yeah this is bad but like it's not like 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 nails on a chalkboard bad until
1: well you know what let's get into the end. let's get into the ending because there's
0: i want to talk a little bit though er, Earlier, you, you touched on, like, the violence and glorification of violence.
1: That, that, that's kind of but, what I but, was going to weave it into, the ending.
0: Um, I want to talk about the death of Mercutio and the death oh, of okay. Because of the fact that I feel that even though Lerman stylizes and makes this kind of Tarantino flashy violence, well, Zepparelli's that's... violence is so much more, like, thrilling, like, genuinely thrilling, and well, at the same time much more like impactful and visceral and terrifying. And so Michael York's interpretation of Tybalt of, of being actually calmer of that. He hates Romeo and he hates the Capulets, but he can be calmed down and reasoned with, and he just play. And basically, and this is where I've heard Alex speak about this in, in other areas, but like Romeo and Juliet is basically a a comedy until, mercutio and tybalt die yes and it becomes a tragedy yeah which I, I i pretty much agree with is that it's is that that's suddenly when when the comedy dies of that and zeffirelli does that perfectly of that first the, the sword fights are 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 thrilling but it, at, at one point it's just it's just playing it's just kind of like at other points like they drop the swords and they pick it up mm-hmm. and then they well, talk about times
2: one thing yeah. that I never noticed until today with the Zeffirelli version is as soon as Tybalt realizes that Mercutio's dead, his oh shit face yeah. uh, exactly. I is fantastic.
1: That's kind of what I wanted to get into with the glorification of violence because replacing swords with guns yeah. negates any and all tension that may have come from an actual duel right? Because a gun is so quick to kill. And it's so, so fast that you need more guns in order to amp up more tension, quote unquote, mm-hmm. the the amount of air quotes that I have around this statement cannot be understated. <laughs> but and, and that's also why Lorman's Romeo and Juliet kind of glorifies violence. It's just quick it's just the difference between using a sword and a gun to kill somebody is so vast in how fast you can go and how like intentionally violent you have to go
0: and okay i'm I'm gonna say it but also though and i agree with you but at the same time and and agreeing with you of just the, the visceral quality of just when when Romeo sees a one, just a play on your both your houses, it doesn't have to be screamed out and, and a storm echoes to, to accompany I,
2: I agree, but I also don't like Zephile's version, and then I touched on this before, that's what really falls apart for me is between Mercutio being stabbed and his dying, and it's mainly just that stair sequence, like, mm-hmm. what's it, Benvalio Ben-Val- Ben-Val- was carrying him up the stairs, it's like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's just it drags on and then he looks at the crowd and says applying up both your houses to the crowd it's like who are you talking to i don't i don't know are you talking to the people who are taunting you so that didn't sell me um lerman took it in the exact opposite direction and that doesn't work either so i don't think either of those moments work entirely so okay
1: there there are parts of there are parts of both of those versions that worked for me and there are parts of both of those versions that didn't work for me um i do like how in Lerman's version, Mercutio was talking to both Tybalt and Romeo, like Tybalt, and it, it should be stated, Tybalt also has an oh shit face in, uh, in Lerman's version. He has yeah,
0: a little, I he, know he, not, not
1: as pronounced or as beautiful as Michael York's was,
0: Yeah,
1: but there was, it, it, it was there, like, it, it was kind of there, just this kind of stunned, like, disbelief almost yeah but i don't think that's where's michael york
0: played like like, trying to have a fatal duel a western Mm -hmm. duel with romeo at that moment and like the whole preparing the bullets of just one bullet for each of us and just draw and just that means like i i can't it's not as earned because it's already like well what were you expecting you were expecting to kill someone yes
1: yes no i i have to agree i have to agree but i i can see I can see where they might have wanted to go with that in that Tybalt was actually not prepared for violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's, and, he, and, and and it's the kind of way that violence can kind of come about. And it, it was glorified so much for Tybalt that when he actually did it, it became horrifying to him. Whereas Tybalt in the Zephyr early version, it was all play until it was not.
2: Exactly. And that it, it is, it doesn't have to do with uh, with how it's ramped up. Like, the Zeffirelli version of what Tibble kind of throws Romeo into a fountain, and, yeah. and the later version he's beating the crap out of him. Yes, yeah, you know, it no,
1: exactly, exactly. Like, I, I can see where they were going, and I can see the interpretations for both. But you know, it's 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 all it's all depending on how you how you want to see it, I guess. Uh,
0: but for me, even though it's more violent, of that mm-hmm. that you have DiCaprio and Leguizamo crash cars and then scramble for a gun and and, and that that, that was
1: that was one of those moments that was way too drawn out and it cost us and it cost us the grieving scene afterwards
0: i just love the the i just i think witting scrambling running downhill with Mm -hmm. two blades and like that fury he has as he as he fights and and suddenly just the way that they stage the violence and how that this whole scene has gone from playful fighting to suddenly serious mad scramble of this is like i am about to kill like one yeah. of us is going to die yeah. I
2: mean, and yes but at the same time again the crowd kind of dampens that a bit like they're egging both of them on sort of <laughs> yeah
1: thing. yeah it works
2: and it doesn't at the same time i will kind of lose a bit of winning's fury in that with the, with the I crowd think... i think it still works
1: I, I I think it makes sense though. I think it makes sense with how the feud is kind of the bread, the, yeah. the blood and bone of this town. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, it's just another, it's just another brawl. <laughs> let's let's check this out. And I think. It, you know, I, I I think that that works as an interpretation as well. well but it I, works but
2: I for me until Mercutio dies. Having that still play out after Mercutio's death is a bit odd, but
0: it, yeah, it yeah, it is. is yeah. I didn't notice yeah. it as much. I'll have to go and watch it again. Too, but I feel that like the crowd is a little less like celebratory when it when it comes to Romeo over like Romeo yeah. versus yeah. like versus Tybalt. It's much more like kind of like they're just watching and like what the hell is going on now.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, there's a bit too much of like get him, Timbal, no, get him, Romeo. <laughs> there's okay, kind of that yeah.
0: thing going on,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, which
2: is like Whereas, you, you could have done with that. But at least it made a lot more sense for Mercutio versus Timbal. That was very like yeah. celebratory, which is right. fantastic. It yeah. should have ended when Mercutio died. But. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I agree. Okay. Uh, but but no, but 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 again, like I said, the the Lerman version lost all that great crowd work. You know, yeah. it just became about these two guys and the very very long drawn out uh stuff that they do which again cost us the fallout of tybalt's yeah. death and why yes. and 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 why uh romeo felt so bad about killing tybalt and why he should feel bad about killing yeah. tybalt you know af- after after tybalt dies in the lumber version he just he's just like oh he's just an afterthought like he doesn't even i mean i don't know that he even shows up or has a funeral really
0: no. Nope, never where, mentioned, where, where, never where, mentioned where, beyond the banishment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where, whereas in the crypt in the Zeffirelli version, Romeo actually goes to him and he like yeah. apologizes yes. uh, to his to his corpse, and it, it's just one of the many reasons why Lerman's version fails is the loss of relationships of and, interpersonal. Oh my relationships. gosh,
0: that 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 church and altar, and uh, and again, I, I'm, I'm sorry, like it, it's. It's a stylistic difference that I don't necessarily love. And I'm it, sorry. Was, it was like it was, <laughs> so much like uh, of that. He's right there with um, uh, maybe uh, Joel Schumacher of just I want <laughs> everything to be gorgeous. And so like there's so many candles in that church and neon crosses. I'm just like, OK, yeah. I get it. Yeah. You want it to like- be realistic, but. Bloody it's it's,
1: it's, it's all style, no substance. I yeah.
0: was
2: I was forgiving of that I was forgiving of the style though. I actually I mean yes it was gaudy, but i also defended it because it was very much in line with the movie. I was actually yeah. very forgiving of Lerman's ending until spoiler alert Juliet just wakes up. Although, that being yes. said, having now watched the 2013 version, I have <laughs> to be favorable to Lerman because of the two disasters. At least Lerman is better. At least,
1: at least, Lerman, oh, Lerman, my God. At least Lerman is better. But also, another thing that I will never forgive Lerman for, just cutting out Juliet's final scene. J- just yeah. cool, Just cutting out that final speech.
0: Oh, and yeah.
1: and just like yeah. and, and, and then also here here's also where the switching well, nice well, okay. guns to, be, to be a bit
0: mean, I, I just want to say this first. It was like wow, thank goodness Romeo brought that gun in so Juliet can shoot her with herself yeah. with yeah. It's pretty much like the, why does he have a gun? Like he has poison.
1: Like, yeah.
0: I mean I guess like and that added tension and you talk about the theme is violence. I'm mm-hmm. just like that that Romeo is actually being chased as he's back in in Verona. Right,
2: Yeah. The, uh, I do like that. If they were gonna cut Paris out and I, he's cut out of both versions, um, yeah, absolutely. I do kinda like that. They added a bit of like in, in Zeffirelli's, Romeo's just like they also cut the apothecary out, didn't they? In Zeffirelli's? Romeo's yeah, just like yeah. I'm going back to I'm going back to Juliet, boom, he's in the tomb. Uh right. Lerman at least gave like a bit of a reaction to Romeo's re entry. It was something.
1: Yeah. So that's yeah. exactly. I I thought I thought that was great. I thought that as well as the apothecary scene yeah. was I thought those were welcome additions.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. That's and I,
1: I mean, I mean, we 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 can discuss we can discuss the and the additions and subtractions of the text later. Well, but it, they... but it, but I think it's just there is another thing uh, where the symbolism of replacing the knife with the gun oh. does not work. Yes. It, it does not work. There's a very specific reason, symbolically, why Juliet stabs herself versus shooting herself with a gun. And I think the choice to shoot herself with a gun just leads on to the theme of violence is end all be all in Lerman's universe. Well that's
0: but it, it actually makes me angry that Okay, thus I die with a kiss by mm-hmm. by witting is that whole scene is and again it's because because we have that that they have such chemistry of that Romeo and Juliet only have about four scenes together in the entire play. Yeah. And so you gotta make sure maybe, that those four scenes,
2: five if you kept the last one, but yeah. Four yeah. Yeah. actually both present
0: four. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so so you get so you got those scenes and you got to make us love them. And mm-hmm. just that the the chemistry that that Hussie and Wooding have is so palpable of that that final scene, final scene of them together when after they've consummated their marriage. And and so that that is so wonderfully, genuinely romantic. It's it's fan servicey. Yes, but it's it's also like. Uh, that, that sincere that, that Romeo just gets so caught up and is like, I will stay here. I will stay here. And so Julia kind of like realizes, oh, actually you're serious. Okay, no, 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 sweetheart. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Whereas she, like- it,
2: her, Yeah, her emotion, like her, you just see it in her face. They're yeah. joking, they're laughing. And then it's that, you, you hear the bird and she just has that turn. And that's, that's one of her best moments, Olivia Hussein's yeah.
0: best yeah. moments.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: So, well, I also just adore- I mean, Husty's performance, just the the passion. She can't she cry. Gets.
2: I hate her crying. And then, 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 and her no also doesn't work. Like, at the, in the when basically she's being told she has a married pair, like, yeah! <laughs> it's like, yeah! Uh, it's like Goblin. Uh, both,
1: both Romeo and Juliet in Zeffirelli's version
2: just yeah.
1: cry <laughs> like...
2: They don't pull it off.
1: They, they, well, hey, they, they don't pull it off. It's, it's not
0: I, mean,
2: I, I can't do it either. It's better
0: than... You then know. then like then the
2: oh, I am tortured. Yeah. No, no, you're right. The king of the world thing also doesn't work. Uh, yeah, you but but, bro, but the can cry at least, and yeah, he does that. Mm-hmm.
0: Claire Danes screaming sort of. like the yeah, one yeah. time like she has emotions and screams. Although I will give her this much, I think that she even though she comes off flat, she I think she's going for an interpretation, mm-hmm. which is that. Juliet's more cerebral of the two,
2: yeah,
0: and that yeah. she's more like contemplative of the situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas like Juliet and Romeo and the Zeffirelli are, are more just like caught up in the passion. So like a couple of times it dawns on them, but uh, but that's part of it is like they're so just enraptured, and th- I think that that's more to the point of, of wherefore art thou, Romeo? Because it's just like I oh why what? Mm. and just star-crossed lovers, the fake
1: yeah, yeah. So I, I so going back to Claire Danes, I actually liked her reading of just that one line, Wherefore art thou Romeo? You know, um, it just because it's it, it's it's just it's just the whole thing of like why why are you Romeo like why it's, why aren't you some other guy? Yeah. Uh, v- versus was, you, just
2: to, you just have to put the emphasis on the, the Romeo when you're fine. see yeah, I, exactly. I saw a production like this was an amateur production where Juliet's on her balcony doing like the hand over the eyes looking Quit for Romeo. That Romeo. Where are you, Romeo? <laughs> nope, nope. No, okay. that's, not that's not what it means. <laughs> But sorry, just to jump back to the, the crypt scene, and, yeah, and I will so, say, yeah. uh, Romeo's, well, just first for the Zeffirelli version, Romeo's death speech is one of my favorite death speeches in Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I like to put an Antony's from Antony Cleopatra above it, just, I love that thing. But Romeo's, oh, yeah, in terms easy. of poetry, Romeo's death speech is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one for upcoming performance but uh and yeah he he sells that and Zevra cut exactly what he needed to cut and kept exactly what he needed to keep from that speech um but but Whitting sells that so well and everything about that moment until the friar ruins it but I'll talk about that later (laughs) uh, it is so good one
0: of the things I noticed is like there's a bit of black comedy in that in 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 tragic just this cruel irony of that of that he's so tormented of why do you look so good still? Why has death not decayed you and just yeah. and it just hurts him and it's like, oh no, no, no. And I get yes, I, 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 I somewhat understand Lerman of just like that the temptation of that, oh, oh, oh sh- it's so close, like you're you're so close to waking up. But the point of that scene is that thy lips are warm, that I just missed you. Yeah. That's the point of the, the scene. So
1: yeah, that's that, that. Yeah, that's the point.
0: So, so it actually makes me angry that like that Juliet, Claire Danes like waking up is like, why doesn't she immediately say like Romeo? Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. She sees him about to drink something. Yeah. And she and, and, and like she's so and, and like you you could argue, oh no, she's still groggy from the thing, but like why even have it in there? Uh, it makes me mad. And then, uh, and then, James, you haven't seen the 2013 version of the death scene, have you? Uh, no. Oh it's, oh, it's terrible.
2: So, like Claire Davis, she wakes up, she does the same thing, and and it's you can justify it as, oh, isn't that even more tragic that they just missed each other, literally? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't I don't agree with that, but I'm saying that's a fair interpretation. Yeah, I'm, no, I know. Mean, no, let's it, have it, the let's have her wake up and have a conversation as he's dying.
1: As as he's dying. <laughs> she wakes up and talks with him and then he dies in her arms as Yeah. He,
2: it is. Oh it's, it's, it's baffling, is what that is. It's
1: terrible. It's so bad.
0: <laughs> oh my wow. god. Who would think that Shakespeare the the one four hundred years before would actually go with the non-Hollywood cliché version of that. I get one last like, I get final words. Like, no, 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 no. The point is, thy lips are warm. That it's just like that, that you wake up and Romeo is dead and you just missed him. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That is like what is truly awful. Yep,
1: That's, I mean, that's...
0: I, I mean, I get on paper Lerman just saying like that, oh, I, oh no, like, I'm seeing him die before me. That's worse. Like, okay, maybe. But
1: also, I think the, the cutting of Friar Lawrence's role in between Romeo and Juliet's deaths as well kind of adds a layer onto, oh, this is just a bad interpretation, you know? Like, it just, But it that, just,
2: that being said, Zeffirelli is... A, I'm just going to have to go on a
1: about it. No, 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 no. So, so I think Ze- Zeffirelli's... Friar Lawrence, I I think the reason Friar Lawrence enters the tomb is to give Juliet one last chance at life. Like, hey, you can you you can have this chance at life. And Juliet, because she's in love with Romeo and not just and not just because, you know, she's all alone in the world and she's supposed to be dead anyway, as in Lorman's version, decides to kill herself. Uh, Just you know, with Friar Lawrence there, she actually makes the choice to stay with him, yeah. whereas she she makes a cerebral choice. Whereas you can argue in Lorman's version, she's still running on emotion, and so she immediately kills yeah. well, herself. Well, I mean, I, and that's
2: I buy that more because here's the thing: is one of the parts of the, and that this is not to criticize Shakespeare, but there's that thing in the in the original text. So um, Friar Lawrence comes. My whole plan's gone to crap. Um yeah. so he says, Julia, come with me. The watch has come, I dare no longer stay. Mm-hmm. And then he just he just leaves her, which never made sense. So he's like, Yeah, I'm sure she's gonna she said she's gonna come. I'm sure she's gonna come. It, Zephyr really really hands up, he's really I dare no longer stay. Yeah. I dare <laughs> no longer stay. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which is actually and I brought this up earlier. So Hey Arnold, the version of Romeo and Juliet, yes, yes. <laughs> which the thing I remember most. I haven't seen that episode in years, but it sticks with me because it was one of my favorite shows. It is the single best interpretation of Friar Lawrence because they do that scene, Juliet, come away, and she's like, go, oh, I'll be right after you. Okie dokie. And it just <laughs> walks away. It's like, yeah, that's how it is. That's exactly what
0: happens. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I
1: did
2: not, I didn't, I think it just, I didn't, it, it robbed Friar, um I mean, both versions. Cut away the Friar Lawrence, let me explain the plot to you, people, speech, which is probably for the best. But um, it just it makes him such a coward as he's running out of the tomb, screaming, well, "I dare my, no longer I, stay." I,
1: I, well, I think yes, he is a coward. You yeah. know, I I, I, I I think that's the thing. The adults have all failed these kids. Yeah. And I and I think that's the point of Romeo and Juliet. Every single adult in their lives has failed
0: them. Mm-hmm.
1: So, which is why they end up dead. Nurse,
0: which, which breaks Juliet's heart, is that yeah. the nurse goes for, and it's a bit more. I'll disagree with you, Alex. A little bit of, I'm not in love with the nurse in Zeffirelli's movie, but I do like that. I like that moment. I will that, give that, you that. that. Shock, yeah. The shock yes. of that, of that after she has just helped the two lovers and and all the, this that has transpired, she suddenly says. I think you should go with Paris, and, the, yeah. and that really does. Work. In
1: in Lerman's version, it's not a shock because the nurse has been against him the whole time.
2: Yeah, like there's
1: there's not I, again the relationship is lost.
2: When I and, uh, when I say I don't like the nurse, I mean the first scene with her. We can to the but also her scene with Mercutio. I don't like that one.
1: Yeah,
0: the scene with
2: Juliet at the end there, uh, I do really like. I think both of them play it very well. Yeah,
0: the um the interpretation also but but lerman he also goes for this thing which if the chemistry was there it would be a a phenomenal moment yeah and maybe it does work for the people that love this movie it works is they go for this annie hall montage of, of 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 romeo and juliet and their their relationship together and and i'm thinking like if they had done work just because like i have i have fallen in love with these this couple and like this would just be a double big mega punch but it doesn't work because it's just because i never felt the chemistry it's that yes it shows them making out it's that's all it is it's
1: It just shows them making out. It's like, oh, great. We can see these two idiots make out some more after one and a half hours of no chemistry at all. Great, awesome, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. And also the prince yelling at at them and Lerman's just, I I feel it just doesn't have that punch. And again, this is because it doesn't have the, 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 the fatal flaw, which you identified, and I agree 100% is, because I, I don't feel the chemistry, mm-hmm. like the the, the the tragedy just doesn't hit, and and yes, also having Juliet blow her brains out really doesn't is, is not as good it's, to it's, me it's, as, it's, as it's,
1: it's, it's not any kind of they, metaphor. They this
0: shall be sheath is yes. just yeah. much yeah. powerful. Yeah, along with my lips are warm versus just like <gasps> Romeo. <gasps> The in Lerman's,
2: uh, <laughs> with kiss, in Lerman's, the prince was made very inconsequential, and I think, in my, in my opinion, he should have just cut him out entirely. Hard to well, do. See, I yeah, well, know, see,
0: here's the thing. Right.
1: Here's the thing. The prince is kind of inconsequential in both versions.
2: Well, I mean, in the orig- in Zephyr, I mean, he serves the same function as he does in the original. He's kind of yeah. the standard authority figure. But the thing is, introducing that newscast, which I, again, think is a great idea, Mm -hmm. basically supplements the prince's role, um, especially at the end there, and that's why it ends with the newscaster, uh, some, you know, never was there a tale of more woe. The prince becomes so much more inconsequential in, in Lerman's version. In Zephyr Elias, he just can't seem to control his horse at the beginning, which is hilarious. See, I, I,
1: I, I, think that's, I think that's the point of the prince, though. Like he's, he says himself, to Like I forget the exact line, but I have winked too long at this discord or something like that. And in both versions, he's just an ineffectual leader. You know, he, uh, yeah. he, 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 he's, he's a lot of threat and no action, really. And, you and, you I get think, that- and it,
2: in the original text, with both movies cut out, which I think, I don't know why Zeferelli did. It would have worked perfectly. In the original text, the prince comes in at the first scene mm-hmm. to cry down the, ra- the rabble. In Zeferelli's version, as soon as the prince shows up, he's like, everyone, shut up, it's the prince. In the original yeah. text, no, they keep going. He has to, he starts talking, and he has to, he basically has, like, what? Will they not listen to me? You men, you beast. And then he calms them down.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Which
2: I don't know why Zeferelli cut that up, but it shows yeah. how ineffectual he be, is as a person. Uh, yeah,
1: a
0: I feel... I, I'm I'm I will defend because uh whenever he speaks he has this commanding voice that seems a bit more authoritative a- and so that blow of, of of pronouncing banishment is just like a flat like there's no debate it's just no nope, banishment mm-hmm. that is my sentence and that is it and like this is your final warning you two if there's anything that comes about it's over and and finally just that that the power also of just all are punished.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of like that's all he has to do. He doesn't have to just scream it again angrily at them and be a, a bit sanctimonious. And I I, th- I feel that the Lerman's version, like even though, it is just more on the ineffectual side. If just like he's just kind of there, yeah, kind of yells his lines. Oh. That's kind of it.
1: There, there's one thing missing from the Prince in both versions that I think would have made. Any kind of line made e, e, a, a little bit of sense. It's any mention of Mercutio and Paris being kinsmen of his. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I, I, uh, any, just a shot of them standing together would serve it fine. A mention of it because that's why
2: Romeo does it in the original text. Romeo's the, the By the way, this character is related to the prince. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the only way we know. Exactly. <laughs> but, but like. My fiance brought up a good point, which is, oh, you know Mercutio and uh, the chief prince are uh, kinsmen because they're both black. That's how you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I think think there could have been a great, like, empathetic moment where, like, no, we've all lost somebody. And that's also something that was... Mm -hmm. Lost any kind of any kind of thing, but it also p- paints Mercutio in an interesting light in the Zeffirelli version, where oh he's he's the relative of the prince. Oh he's just a rich boy who's used to getting his way, and that's yeah. why he yeah. harasses anybody and everybody he comes across.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it is it's one of those unspoken even in the original text they don't really draw on that that he is this complete. I mean they all they're all wealthy like Romeo yeah. Juliet's extremely wealthy Montagues oh, are sure. extremely wealthy, but the, yeah. uh, Mercutio in particular is just this carefree, you know, he he just has zero responsibility in the world.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. both versions
2: play that up decently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I didn't remember, and, and I misspoke earlier this week when we were talking about it, um, I both like and don't like that. So they cut from uh, Romeo killing Tybalt straight to Juliet finding out. Uh, yeah. that, that, which is good because those scenes are basically supposed to happen in tandem yes yeah. the nurse has to get back to report so I do like that cut and then they cut back to 3.1 with the prints and all that mm-hmm. uh, they get rid of the Obad uh, Juliet's uh, speech opening that scene which Olivia Hussey would have done great with that so it's a disservice <laughs> to her but
1: yeah, but, um, but, it, yeah. but it makes sense as far as a it cut. makes
2: sense as cuts yeah. but I, forgot, I completely forgot that they cut back and forth between the two yeah, it was an interesting
1: choice. Yeah, well, I think it, it 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 sets up the grief and the tragedy of the following scene with the prince really well. You yeah. know, just the kind just the kind of oh, this is where the Capulets stand on Romeo now, and here's Juliet being conflicted, and here's yes. her mother, begging which, for his blood.
0: Which you know? they don't really put in. Like that's one of the omissions that really yeah is so fatal is that they. They just emphasize the idea that – they just emphasize the idea that it's – that there's just – I don't want to marry Paris. Yeah, Which, exactly. That, that, that's an interesting fold for the dynamic that, that Juliet's got going on her own side of things. But the fact that, like, well, should I love you? Like, you're my husband, and I do love you, but you also killed my cousin. Right. So –
1: and, and, and that's and that's I think that's just another way that Lorman takes Juliet's choices away from her. You know, the,
2: I don't remember how he deals with that scene, with the Juliet nurse scene after. Uh,
0: it's not so, in there.
1: Oh, uh, it's, it's not in there.
2: Oh, it's completely. That's why it, we're, it's Robert.
1: completely <laughs> removed. No, there yeah. is there is there no <laughs> there is no questioning from Juliet whatsoever. She just follows Romeo to the end of the earth. So in and,
2: the movie, it, it, and again, I, 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 this is weird because it's only been like two months since I've seen the Lerman one, and it it, it a testament to the movie it doesn't stick with you. So <laughs> after after the prince pronounces Benjamin, where does the movie go? What's the next scene then?
0: It's, well, then you get to get have have sexy Leonardo DiCaprio wounded coming back and then get it get naked it's, it's or, yeah no no
1: he's in he's in friar lawrence's cell okay and, so it does and,
0: jump right to friar lawrence okay
1: yeah it, 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 it jumps right to friar lawrence okay. and the, the the nurse just comes in is like yeah guess what son juliet still wants to consummate you in you know uh, that that kind of stuff and but yeah they, no, well,
0: well they add the sex scene so isn't that make it sexier and make it the chemistry Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah and that's the other like oh uh,
1: yes yeah, sexy sexy sex scene it's
2: i mean my view of watching it today is very different than my original view when i was 14 watching that scene in the zeffirelli version like uh-huh. today it's it is very tasteful the way that they do it i mean yeah
1: there's there's a lot of ass in there's a, i forgot there's how a, much I forgot there's how a much lot kind of, of butt. Ass.
0: yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, i'll say like the version i saw like people make such a big fuss about it like that's like a, a, it's a flash moment, a flash of a flash moment for, for Olivia Hussey's...
2: I would call it... But it's a bunch of 14-year-olds, what do you
1: want? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would call it tasteful front boob, it almost.
0: Is. But yeah.
2: I mean, when you're, when you're 14, that's like, you're watching oh, this sure. in school. Yeah.
0: I think she was actually, I think she school was... She
2: mean,
1: was 16. It's,
2: it's, she no, no, say, like, the people watching, The, yeah, the 14-year-olds watching in school... Oh, oh it's a yeah. school section. Oh, front. Yeah. It's completely different. Well, yeah, when
0: you're 14, it's an hour long, but yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: exactly. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Now it's just a flash. It's very tasteful, but then you get a lot of Romeo ass <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but also the uh, it's still nighttime as I stand in front of this day lit curtain.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> but the, but but then of course like. And, and so here's where Zephir's version did so well. there is definitely melancholy when they part. Whereas yes. Lorman's is just oh he's he's he he trips and falls into the pool and it's all yakety-sax. Yep. Yeah.
2: You know? No. And, I and, mean I had mentioned before. And that.
1: and that that's, that that's kind of also why I couldn't get into Moulin Rouge. There's a lot that was yakety-sax in that movie. Yeah,
2: but again because of the way it's it's framed that way it's supposed to be Mulan Rouge isn't like Romeo Juliet. Romeo Juliet, there's a lot of yucks at the beginning, and that's perfect, yeah. and all this yeah. Mercutio stuff. As soon as Mercutio dies, barely he, any to no copy. Yeah. Mulan Rouge blends the two throughout. You have those oh, sure. You have those moments that you have, there's a lot of melancholic turns where it's like, that's funny. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Why am I laughing? Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, exactly. But um,
1: uh, it's
2: completely different. That
1: ugh, yeah. Crazy yeah um, also can we just discuss Paul Rudd as Paris um okay if you want to I mean he's, he's, I'm he's sorry. A I, I I mean I I, I I just I just love Paul Rudd just be, the, just the differences in Paris's in both versions I should right. say at least
0: this right. um, like, is like barely in it like he basically only has like that one scene where he where he where he's
1: oh Oh, no i agree the the reason yeah. why the the former movie works so well is you're not rooting for her in paris to get together yeah. i was actually rooting for her in paris uh, to paul get Rudd. together yeah. in Lerman's <laughs> version because he was so fucking nice
2: paul yeah. red is, paul Rudd is more charming um because yeah, yeah,
1: scene, cause, cause he and he can and actually
0: he, read shakespeare
1: yes exactly imagine so that
2: what does it for an I made this joke in our Discord thread. Someone needs to rewrite the story where Paris is the hero because there there is, on the surface, I mean, yeah, he's pushy at the very beginning. It's like, yeah, I know you're dealing with a lot of stuff, Kathy, but, you know, sex with daughter much, yeah. (laughs) Um, So he's very pushy, but he's still very gentlemanly and he's still very courteous. Except when you get to that scene with them in in Friar Lawrence's at the start of Act 4, he just becomes creepy. And uh, yeah. Paris Zeffirelli Paris I don't know the actor's name he yeah. he sells that well enough too yeah. Well, yeah,
1: yeah oh yeah Zeffirelli yeah. Paris is very creepy and that's why you yeah. root for Romeo and Juliet in that movie whereas yes. uh, Lorman's Paris is a perfect gentleman he is yeah. very charming very sweet j- j- just like and and, and and just like
0: really you wanna you wanna stick with Romeo? <laughs> They blew. Uh, they blew an opportunity because of, <laughs> of, the, uh, of the incredibly unsubtle costuming that. Uh, of the, you literally have Juliet dressed as an angel. You have mm-hmm. Romeo dressed as a knight. You have Mercutio dressed as a drag queen, and you, and you have, and you have, Paris yeah. dressed as an astronaut. Well, that's like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You we know, Apollo 13 just left.
1: came out. It was big. It was, it was big. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but I think what what could have made Paul Rudd a unlikable Paris is he, if he had let that charming facade slip. And I'm sure he can do it as an actor. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I'm sure he could have been able to do it as an actor. Where he,
0: where I he, well, you, well, you, I you touched to on it earlier for for the Zepparelli movie. Of that scene, of, of the only real scene he he has one on one with Juliet. Mm-hmm. That can be when the slime like shows up and like the, the yeah. charm goes away, and it's yeah. like, oh, this guy is actually kind of a jerk.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So I would have actually loved to see, though, with Paul Rudd because yes. he doesn't have that moment. I would have loved if he had kept the Paris-Romeo fight, and yes, Paris just exactly. becomes a tragic figure, and you're supposed to root for Paris. That would or, have been really interesting. Or,
1: or even if Paris was the one that uh, Romeo held hostage on his way to the two. Actually, that would have, yes! That yes. would have been just fine, too. Yeah. Like, that that that, that, that... that that Like, there are so many people wasted in Lorman's romeo and juliet movie
0: yes so this has been a wonderful wonderful conversation i think we've covered just about everything we can
1: i screamed um, a lot <laughs> that's,
0: that's how it goes yeah you know we weren't as we weren't as like spiteful or we were fair and we yeah. and we, we we sung the praises of zeffirelli as we expected yes. and we took to task but we had valid points for why ultimately one movie is superior to the other, mm-hmm. I think. Um, All
1: about love, not violence.
0: <laughs> so any closing thoughts? Um, maybe uh, actually uh, a fun thematic question. I'd like to ask both of you just cause it's just eluded me, but why do you think it is that this is Shakespeare's most popular play? And why is it that this is like box office gold? Why?
2: It's extremely, uh, it's extremely compact um you, people talk about you know shakespeare being universal uh, this is as distilled universality as you get you know hamlet is a really big play but one it's super long two there's a couple different plots going and then you have to deal with the whole existential element of it macbeth which is i Probably a second most popular play. If we're mm-hmm. taking Romeo and Juliet as his first, yeah, I mean, but this is also should be popular. But it's also very dark. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet has comedy. It has love. It has a very compact, digestible story. And I'll, I'll defend the play, like not you know, regardless of film adaptations. As a play, I rank it pretty high up. If I was ever forced to rank my my Shakespeare you know, preferences, I've never actually done it, but it would get mm-hmm. high up there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it works on so many levels, from the language to the characters to the story structure, uh, and, and it's, it's very—it's an extremely well-crafted piece of work that, that I think deserves to be as uh, profitable today as it probably was then.
1: <laughs> I think uh, I think Alex put it perfectly. The show is very compact. It's all about it's all about the main storyline, and and I think what really, really has made us stand the test of time is the multitude of readings that can come out of it. Where mm-hmm. with uh, where with Macbeth, you really just have the characters' decisions to go along with, and you and it's very, very clearly spelled out why the characters think that the way that they do. But with Romeo and Juliet, it's a, it can be a little bit more ambiguous, just like love is ambiguous, just like violence can also be ambiguous. Mm -hmm. And I think that duality of love and violence is something that has fascinated and kept hold of humanity for such a long time that I think it's just, it's just what's taken root of the public consciousness of depending where you are, you read one thing or another into the show.
0: That is such a perfect thing. I'm not going to even try to top that or, or comment on that. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. And Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: I'd love to have both of you or you, you alone for another one. So just come at me with whatever you want. Thank you so much. I don't know what we'll talk about next time, but we'll fi- figure out something. See you then. Bye-bye. Well, I- <laughs> Oops.